We are in Ether chapter 4 today, and I just feel like it talks so much about revelation. And so I want to start with a conference talk a couple years ago by President Nelson. What will your seeking open for you? What wisdom do you lack? What do you feel an urgent need to know or understand? Follow the example of the prophet Joseph. Find a quiet place where you can regularly go. Humble yourself before God. Pour out your heart to your Heavenly Father. Turn to Him for answers and for comfort. Pray in the name of Jesus Christ about your concerns, your fears, your weaknesses, the very longings of your heart, and then listen. Write the thoughts that come to your mind. Record your feelings and follow through with actions that you are prompted to take. As you repeat this process day after day, month after month, year after year, you will grow into the principle of revelation. And I love that as I talked to, taught today in, in seminary and talked to my students, we're in 3rd Nephi, and we really centered around um, chapter 1 and how the non-believers had set a day to destroy the believers, and they just kept saying, that's so weird. And I'm like, I know, can you imagine, you know, do you know people of another religion? And they said, yes, they did. And I asked what religion and what were some of the things they believed. Can you ever imagine saying to them, well, if that isn't true, I'm going to destroy you. Why would that be? And as we talked about that and then Nephi just kneeling down and pleading with the Lord and the Lord saying this very night, come I into the world and the revelation that Nephi received, it didn't change what was going to happen. That was all in motion for eons of time. But Nephi's pleading sent him revelation so that he would have peace. And the kids all centered, every single class centered on lift up your head and be of good cheer. And the interesting thing about that was I had prepared the lesson last week and every single day just kept thinking it just doesn't feel right it just doesn't feel right I wish I was excited like kind of dreading going and teaching it and I know when it feels right I'm pumped to go and do it and participate with the kids and um, Saturday I had the thought of something I should listen to and some conference talks I should listen to and that very sentence came lift up your heart and be of good cheer and all of a sudden, I realized that was what needed to change in the lesson, and I restructured the lesson and ended with them sharing something they heard in conference, because First Nephi 1 very much mirrors our day as we're waiting for the second coming, and all that's leading up to it seems so much to mirror what we're going through in this whole um tumult of noise and a war of opinions and it talks about that there was this great um I'm trying to think the word oh let's see greater miracles and greater signs and what that means that there were signs and miracles that they missed and just that it was this big you know um I don't even know the word, but just a tumult of opinions and this war of words. And that's Joseph Smith's words. It's different in First Nephi, but I can't find it. And 
we really centered on that. And what came so clear to me as I was walking is that I needed to focus on the hope. Lift up your cheer, your head and be of good cheer. And that conference centered on the hope. And several kids brought up Uchtdorf's talk where he said, none of this came as a surprise to the Lord. He didn't have to call a council in heaven and go, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? All of this was in the works and plan, and it's so important for all of us to remember that. And as we talked about our own personal revelations and answers to prayer and how important it is, that's what keeps us from the pride cycle. That's what keeps us on the Lord's side. And so I love that thought as we start with Ether 4, and he talks about... All that he had done and the Lord commands all these answers to prayer and the Lord commands him to go and write these things and he does and then he's forbidden to let anyone have them and that they should wait until Christ showed himself to the Nephites and that's why we have it. Mosiah had read it, possibly uh, Moroni had read it, possibly other prophets had read this very thing but did not share it because God commanded them not to until Christ showed himself to the people. And I just love that we have this account, this revelation that they kept sacred for us, for our time. And I think that's so neat. And I don't know if it's because the brother of Jared saw Christ and and that he knew he was a personage, a personage, excuse me, and that couldn't be known until Nephi or until the Nephites saw him when he came after he was resurrected. I don't know why they couldn't have it, but what a blessing that we do and that they obeyed and waited until Christ came to share it. And then I love in verse three, it said, they all dwindled in unbelief. And that word dwindled really struck me that this was not something that quickly happened. You don't all of a sudden wake up and decide not to follow Christ. You don't all of a sudden wake up and decide you're done with church. It's really a dwindling and getting casual in our beliefs and the things that we do with God. And that's an easy thing during COVID. It's very much an individual choice of how we are going to honor our covenants and the things that we do. And I think it's, again, conference when they said having how important it was to have a temple recommend that all of those blessings are still ours if we have a current temple recommend, even though we're not able to go to the temple. Okay, and then it says in verse 4, Behold, I have written upon these plates the very things the brother of Jared saw. There never were greater things made manifest than those which were made manifest to the brother of Jared. And isn't that so neat? Because that was kept and held back for us. And what an incredible, and we love this story. We absolutely love this story. What a blessing that we have this actual account of these people. And then in verse 7, And in that day they shall exercise faith in me, saith the Lord, even as the brother of Jared did, that they may become sanctified in me. Then will I manifest unto them the things which the brother of Jared saw, even to the unfolding unto them all my revelations, saith Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of the heavens and the earth, and all things that in them are. That is what will we are entitled to, our day. 
that I will manifest to them even greater things, my revelations. And I just, that's what made me think that's what this is all about, President Nelson's talk. And here's the next part of President Nelson's talk. Here's his quote. Does God really want to speak to you? Yes. As well might man stretch forth his puny arm to stop the Missouri River in its decreed course as to hinder the Almighty from pouring down knowledge from heaven upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints. You don't have to wonder about what is true. You do not have to wonder whom you can safely trust. Through personal revelation, you can receive your own witness that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God, that Joseph Smith is a prophet, and that this is the Lord's Church. Regardless of what others may say or do, no one can ever take away a witness born to your heart and mind about what is true. And I just love that. And so then it says in verse 9, And at my command, the heavens are opened and are shut. God's command. And at my word, the earth shall shake. And at my command, the inhabitants thereof shall pass away, even so by fire. And I love that the heavens are open and shut. Revelation. He has so much for us. And it's his command, if we do those things, to open it to us. And I love that. Verse 11. But he that believeth these things which I have spoken, him will I visit with manifestations of my spirit. And he shall know and bear record. And then in verse 12, and whatsoever thing persuadeth men to do good is of me, for good cometh of none, save it be me. And I just love that when kids wonder if an answer is coming from themselves or from the Spirit, this is such an important scripture. Everything good comes from God. And this just goes in set hand in hand with that. I am the same that leadeth men to all good. He that will not believe my words will not believe me that I am. He that will not believe me will not believe the Father. For behold, I am the Father, I am the light, I am the life and the truth of the world. And I love that. And in 13, come unto me, O you Gentiles, and I will show you greater things. And don't we all want to see greater things? But we have to treasure what he's given us. And then um, if you go down to... Verse 15, it talks about rending the veil of unbelief and that John's revelations will be unfolded in the eyes of the people, um, all of that by this revelations that are waiting for us. And then 18, repent all ye ends of the earth, come unto me, believe. And that's really what it's all about. Signs follow them that believe in my name. And then 19, blessed is he that is found faithful unto my name at the last day, for he shall be lifted up to dwell in the kingdom prepared for him from the foundation of the world. It is I that have spoken it. And I just love that. I just think we do not dwindle. Every day we get to pick what we're going to do. Every day we get to pick who we're going to follow. And every day we get to end the day repenting of things that we should have done better or didn't do, promptings we didn't obey. And every day we get to start the day pleading for the Spirit to be with us and begging to be used as an instrument in His hands and pleading to follow Him, reading our scriptures and redoubling our efforts in prayer, as Elder Ballard said. But man, the revelations that he has for us, the personal revelation, and I just love that. I hope you know the church is true, and more than that, I hope you know how much the Savior loves you.